Hey guys, welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Um, I'm here today with my good friend Rusty, and today we'll be talking about a must read that has shaped both of our lives and organizations uh, the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. Rusty, can you tell us some of the basics of this wonderful book that we both love so much? Well, thank you, Brad, and I, I would agree that I think we've both commented several times that we wish we'd had this book years ago. It would have saved us so much headache. But this book by uh, Chris McChesney really dives into what he calls WIGS, W-I-G-S, which is this concept of uh, wildly important goals. And he defines that as what lives on the corner of really important and won't happen on its own. And no matter if you're leading a business, a ministry, or just your family, you know we all get sucked into the whirlwind of life of just paying bills and going through the motions and A to B, morning to night, and one day we wake up and the kids are graduating or you know the business has eroded or ministry's gotten to a rut and we haven't really advanced anything. And his, his premise here is he's got these four disciplines to help you execute the goals that you want to have uh, or the realities you want to see you know, kind of brought about. And the wigs is kind of where he starts. And, and he, he cites the whole uh, uh, John F. Kennedy idea of we're going to go to the moon and bring a man back by the end of the decade. Uh, of course, Kennedy didn't get to live long enough to see that, which, by the way, there's a book out there called American Moonshot, which is all about Kennedy's moonshot. Uh, goal and how America rallied to do that. It's pretty fascinating. Really? American Moonshot? American Moonshot, yeah. This And this is uh, way off track, Brad, but I thought this was pretty interesting. At the end of World War II, um, Hitler had two scientists that were working on rockets. And the Russians raided Germany, and so did the Americans, and they each got one of those scientists. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, we and they brought them home and, yeah, they, they basically brought them home and said, this is your new way of life. Make us rockets. We want to go to, the, we want to, go to space. <laughs> and and that thus became the, uh, the space race. Wow. And so it was constantly back and forth of who's going to get there first. And Russia actually beat us to space with Sputnik. And then, and then we one-upped them by going to the moon and uh, so on and so forth. So it's pretty fascinating to read. Um, but uh, the whole idea of, of four disciplines, the first discipline is this. You focus on your wigs, wildly important goals. Mm -hmm. One to three things. You can't have ten things. You just got to have one to three. Less is more. And then you define some teams to kind of run them. Uh, how have you kind of lived with that, Brad? I know you've been practicing this for a long time. I mean, how, how do you define what lives on the corner of really important and won't happen on its own? Well, it's uh, it's funny because, you know, in business, I love this so much because I'm a proven process guy. And um, mm -hmm. with companies I've been with in the past, well, one company I was with in the past in particular, when I first learned this process, um, it was vital because it was so much going on in this building that I was running. I had over 200 associates and it was a pretty large operation. And so the wig became crucial to me. Because the way we looked at it is, what one thing can we focus on 
um, that if it changed today would have the biggest positive impact on our business. Mm. And so we took that. We, you know, we had to, the the great thing about all this too is we you have to discuss this together, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a top down kind of thing. But everybody gets a voice, and uh, all these ideas get thrown on the board. And then you look at data and you realize, okay, this is the most important thing. Like if we change this tomorrow, this will have the biggest impact on our business. And so now the wig is important, like you were saying, in just establishing only one or two. Um, I, I say st- stick with one. And once you have that thing up, it's like you have a target. Mm. You know, everybody has something they can go after together. And that's the key, because in an organization like like yours, with Real Life Church, um, so many competing priorities, so many things are are urgent. You You lose what's important because of the urgent Mm. and then what's important becomes urgent because you ignored it exactly so the wig is really saying what's that most important thing that we need to address right now when everybody agrees on it now you have um everybody together attacking one common thing Mm. yeah i was listening to a podcast today from uh, tony morgan talking about doing this with churches and he said don't just say we want to increase volunteers. Um, decide how many volunteers per area of ministry so everybody has a shared piece of the pie, mm-hmm. which kind of leads us to our, our second discipline of execution, which is to act on lead measures. Um, you want to talk to us about the difference between lead and lag measures? Yeah, the, the lag measure tells you if you achieve the goal, and the lead measures tells you if you are likely to achieve the goal. Mm-hmm. So the lag measure, for example, is, you know, weight wise, if I want to get down to 230, which which, by the way, would be fantastic. If I want to get down to 230, you know, that's the number I'm looking for, you know, on, on the scale. But the problem is, if I just focus on lag measures, if I just focus on that number, I'm going to go to the gym, run around a little bit, come home and be depressed because nothing's going to change, uh-huh. especially after dinner. Right. And, and dessert. Right. And so lead measures me saying instead of me focusing on that 230 number, uh, let me run for 30 minutes a day and let me lift weights for 30 minutes a day. And let me do that for five days and let me focus on doing that activity and I'll keep a chart. I'll make a scoreboard to celebrate when I made it through a week where I had five days I worked out. And so you're focusing on the lead measures because, you know, if you just do those things, mm. they'll get you they'll get you that lag measure number that you want. Yeah, that's that's a great example. And I mean, the other thing you could do is you could try to, you know, grow a foot and then you'd be OK. Well, that's that. <laughs> I never quite thought of that before. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, you could go, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) try to stretch yourself to be 7'5 instead of 6'5", whatever you are. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's the key thing is just expecting everything to be instantaneous uh, is really difficult. But if you can get down to daily bite-sized things, and this was his point in the book that the teams agree on, then you can uh, you know, celebrate that as you go, which leads us to the third discipline of execution, which is to have a scoreboard, mm-hmm. a player's scoreboard, so everybody knows if we're winning or if we're not. And surely you've... Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I was, I was curious as to what, what you guys 
use or what you use as a scoreboard at, at the church? Like what, like how do you use that? Yeah, so one of the things we did over the last year pre-COVID was we said we want to increase the number of kids who not just attend on the weekend, but come back. Um, because there's a national statistic that says people only go to church once every three weeks and we wanted to increase that. So rather than just, uh, you know, waiting until the end of the year and doing a final total and see if it worked, what the team came up with was, okay, let's, everybody has to print out a name tag. So let's create streaks on your name tag, much like you would if you're on, you know, a, an app or a game or Instagram, it gives you a certain number of streaks that you've been on there or days that you've you know, been on there in a row. Mm-hmm. This would be number of Sundays you've been there in a row, mm-hmm. and it would be on your name tag, and so people could see it and they could comment on it and celebrate with you. And after so many, you know, you get a prize or whatever it is, and it really created this excitement for why I want to keep coming back. So that became this, uh, you know, lead measure that we would measure. Are we seeing the streaks increase, which would get us to the lag measure of increasing our kids' attendance by? 20%, I think is what we wanted to do. So that became a real tangible way to do that. And that was a player scorecard. They came up with that. Okay. Okay. Now and that's cool. Now, did you see um, did you see people's behaviors change? We did. After we, you started doing that? Absolutely. We saw a lot of positive momentum and kids were excited about it, um, which certainly um, caused us to deal with things like, all right, now we have more kids coming on the weekends. We need more space. And and people wanted to build new buildings and all that, but then COVID hit. So mm. now everybody's dealing with this in their home. But it became this scoreboard, and now we're looking at new scoreboards like, okay, how many people watch on the weekend and how long do they watch? Do they watch for five minutes or do they tune out as soon as the message begins? So, you know, then we got to get a better speaker, which we're working on. <laughs> That's pretty good, Rusty. We have a fantastic speaker. Thank you very much. Oh, you were yeah. Wonderful. No, but that's that's cool. Do you have two different scoreboards? I'm curious because it's something we had to deal with in business. Do you have like a players and a coaches? Yeah, and certainly where we are, we have we have certain metrics that we look at for each campus, and then a certain metric we look at for um, the overall organization, which oversees the four different campuses. So they, there's different things you have to look at. Do you see that where you are? Yeah, that we got it. Actually, had tripped us up a little bit because we created this great scoreboard, but it was way too complicated. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that we need to create a simple scoreboard just for, you know, folks who worked our employees to see it, know how they were doing, just like you were describing and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but, but we needed additional metrics so that we could make sure we were making the adjustments and the fine tuning. Right. But, yeah, that was something that that uh, we had to kind of tweak along the way and change along the way. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Brad, is that there's. I mean, you don't start off perfecting this, and each organization has their own cadence of conversation about it. It's mainly more about just, you know, getting the the right people around the table to have the right conversation and the right measures that you've all agreed on. Mm-hmm. Because most of us are in business, we all have assumptions as to what we think success is when really it can be very different from each other. Um, which leads us to the last thing, which is accountability, and that kind of gets down to the a weekly check-in, one to three things you got to do now in order to advance this. Yeah, and for me, this one was huge in business because um, it talks about the cadence of accountability. 
and mm-hmm. how the the cadence should match the need. And I know, you know, me or, you know, anybody who has a tendency to micromanage, you know, you, you take someone, you can have a, a top performing um, associate or department and you're on them like every single week. Mm-hmm. And the 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 need is not that great. And so they're like, why are you, why are we meeting? <laughs> like I could be doing other things like the, this task or this goal or what I committed to is not, you know, so egregious that I need to meet every week, mm-hmm. you know? So as a team talking about what the cadence should actually be based on the need is a best conversation to have initially because now people feel respected and then they feel heard and they understand, you know, why we're doing what we're doing um, at the, at the level or the cadence, you know, that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And I think it, it comes down to human nature. If you, if you make all kinds of promises and you know, no one's ever going to ask you about it again, it's not that you'll slack off, but after a while, if no one's if no one's even asking if you did that, then what's the point of even doing it? You know. No, and and that's the great thing about the 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 wig sessions we used to call them. The the wig sessions, uh, the meetings make the or the format makes the meetings so so beneficial to everybody in attendance because the number one thing you do when you after you agree to the cadence of the meeting, you sit down and you report on commitments. And after you report on commitments. Then you um, discuss the scoreboard and you learn from the successes and the failures of the scoreboard. After that, you make a plan. And so the agenda is real concise and it's real clear. And so that's, to me, the biggest benefit of the wig session. Once you have a cadence, everything gets addressed. Everything everybody said they would do, they get to report on those commitments. The impact of everything that was discussed gets to be discussed via the scoreboard. So if there's somebody's doing something that's not, that's not moving the needle, you talk about it and you can pivot and you can make changes and you can clear the path for the next week. That's exactly right. Well, if you haven't read the book, get a copy of it. And I think there's even a, like an executive summary version out there where you can read kind of like cliff notes of it. Mm-hmm. Sums it up real nicely. If you subscribe to, I think it's called Blink, which is an app um, that you can get. There is a fee to it, but you can read the book on there in like 10 quick pages on your phone. And it gives you details on these four things. But implementing them, even though you don't understand them real well you just learn as you go we'll give your team a lot of clarity so brad as always thanks for the conversation thank you Uh, and we'll be back again very very soon to continue on and brad the name of your podcast is real talk with brad williams Uh, be sure to check it out that is fantastic so make sure you grab that and share this one as well so thanks again and we'll see you next time let's